focus on what you can control and give your best effort in that. Um, don't worry about things that are out of your control. Um, it's okay if you have failures or setbacks, but learn from them and continue moving forward. Um, failures, they don't define you. Uh, they're just opportunities to learn and grow from. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com slash pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm joined today with Mike DiRocco. Mike is a trainer in San Francisco. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, give us a little background as far as who you are, who you work with, and, and kind of how you got into this. Okay, yeah. So um, I've been involved in fitness most of my life. I grew up playing pretty much every sport. And um, then I was a competitive swimmer as my main sport um, leading up all the way through college. And after that, I, I got into coaching right after that as um, I was helping out with my college team. And in the meantime, I was training for the military. Um, so that was my first kind of introduction to coaching. Um, and, I, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then while I was in the Navy, I had a um, kind of a side role as a fitness instructor. And that's when I really discovered my passion for helping others with fitness. So when I finished my time in the Navy, um, I went back and got my master's and became a strength and conditioning coach. So, um, and that's kind of what led me to where I am now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot, definitely a, a, a great path, right? You're doing a lot of different things and, and I'm, I'm sure everything just kind of opened up as far as like you're in the Navy, you're doing, there's all the physical agility, strength, all that stuff. And then you were just kind of immersed in it. Right. And then as an athlete growing up, sim I wasn't in the military, but similar background as far as uh, growing up, just playing every sport and finally occurred to me that, Oh, not everybody is this active. Oh, I can teach people how to do this. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so how, how long have you been doing it? As a, as a trainer? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I joined the Navy 2012, so I would say almost 10 years now. And yeah. then, um, I finished, all right. I went to, I got out in 2016 and then became a strength and conditioning coach. So yeah, probably a few years since then. Nice. Nice. What are, uh, people who just come to you first time, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you tend to see a lot of, like, you know, uh, Stanley comes to you and, you know, what's like the first step you normally tell him as far as what he needs to be doing or. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So, I mean, I would really try to 
dive deep into what his background is and, you know, um, what's going to be the best needs for him and where he's at. Um, you know, it's going to be very different from somebody who has a background as an athlete or somebody who's starting day one. So first I would, I would, you know, see where they're at and then we go from there. Yeah. Do you get a lot of, do you get a lot of day one type people like never done anything before? Or do you get a lot of like, Oh, I used to be fit. It's been 20 years or you train athletes or a little bit of mix mm -hmm. of everybody. Yeah, it's mostly athletes. So when I was in grad school, I was actually an assistant strength and conditioning coach at my school. Um, so my background is primarily in working with athletes and then, you know, military as well. So um, people that do have some experience, I, I have worked with individuals that are just starting off as well. Sounds like you, you people who come in to see you, they have a little bit more experience generally, not always, but generally they're athletes. They know kind of what they're doing. You take them to that next level. For the most part. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of years, um, I've, I've worked with a broader range of clients, you know, some, some in the elderly population, some, uh, you know, and doing rehab. Um, so there's a wide range, but I would say maybe 85% are mostly athletes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, nice. And, uh, so what's like, you, you do a lot of weight. I mean, you're a strength coach. You do a lot of weightlifting um, thing, you know, body weight. What's your, what's your strategy normally? Yeah. So it, it really is going to depend on what their goal is. Um, primarily it's going to be, you know, some form of resistance training. And then, you know, as far as cardiovascular training, you know, it's going to be determined on what their goal is, um, what they enjoy doing as well. Uh, and then as far as nutrition goes, you know, we try to align that with what their goal is too. If they're trying to build muscle, they're trying to change their body composition, lose body fat, or they're training for performance. We want to try to match, um, their nutrition to make sure that it's supporting what their goals are as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that answer as far as, you know, what you said, kind of matching what they want to accomplish their goal with what they actually enjoy doing, right? There's like mm -hmm. a million and one different ways to get fit. It's like, well, which two or three do you like? And let's just make a program around that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, uh, so I'm imagining you have clients ongoing, right? Several times a week. Do you ever have, uh, you know, somebody falls off the wagon, they need a little pep talk. Like what, what's your little pep talk? Yeah, so that's, that's definitely happened. Um, so at, at that point, um, you know, you try to, you try to build their confidence back up and say, you know, Hey, you've, you, you know what it takes. You've done this before, you know, the process of, you know, taking each step at a time. And that's, you know, kind of where we're going to start. We're just, we're going to, you know, focus on, you know, what's in front of us one step at a time and try to get back on track. Are you a, are you a workout before work kind of guy or do you work out mm -hmm. after? Yeah. Yeah. I, in the morning. I, I prefer to knock it out first thing in the morning. That's yeah. kind of just how I've been conditioned my whole life as a, you know, competitive athlete. And then in the military as well. Um, but you know, if, if I'm not able to, I'm going to try to get it in whenever I can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've noticed too, if you kind of get, 
if you're used to working out first thing in the morning and then you have that one day where you just can't for whatever reason, your body, it's like your body craves it so much. It's so conditioned to like get that workout and it hasn't hasn't got the workout yet. You're like, something's missing. I got to lift some weights or something. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Mike, in your own personal experience, obviously, you know, high level athlete, military, I'm wondering if there were any situations where you maybe felt like you fell off the wagon and then how did you talk yourself back on, uh, you know, on the routine? And, um, you know, I think that can be really helpful Mm -hmm. and valuable. Yeah, Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's, it's not something that's happened too often in my life. I've always, you know, been passionate about it and it's something I love to do. So it's, for me, it's not, it's not, um, it's not something that, it's hard for me to do because I love to do it, but there have been a lot of times where I've had injuries and, um, and I've had to take a step back and focus on recovering. Um, so sometimes, I would, yeah, sometimes that's pretty hard to do if you're, you're, you know, you, your natural tendency is to want to work out, to want mm-hmm. to go to want to exercise that injury forces you to kind of pull back. Right. Yeah. So for me, that's, that's the really mentally frustrating part is not being able to do it. Um, and, but, but learning, okay, Hey, you know, I'm injured. All I can do is try to get recovered and then, um, not, not push through the pain and make it worse. Right. Right. What are some real bad injuries you've had in the past? Yeah, I've, um, I've had a lot of sprained ankles. So, um, one of the worst was, uh, back in college, I was training for, um, a big swimmy and I was in, you know, great shape. And this was about four weeks before, and I had a bad sprained ankle and it took me out and I was devastated. You know, I, um, I was, uh, you know, it was right before the swim meet and yeah. then, um, I had to take time off to recover. So, um, I think, um, learning how to, um, go through that, uh, was a big, a big learning lesson. Um, and now every time that it happens, um, I know that, okay, I've been here before I can get through this again. Yeah. 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 Those ankle sprains, man. I I played basketball growing up and I think there was a season or two where I sprained an ankle like every month. It was just horrible. It was so bad. The worst. (laughs) And and then for, uh, you know, for a high school kid, I mean, for you and I as adults and we, you know, we're in the fitness business and we know kind of what happens when you injure something and you know it's maybe a little easier now but as like a high school kid and you're just like no I want to go I want to play yeah right it's really hard to to kind of pull back right 100% agree yeah yeah yeah. um so Mike what do you what do you tell somebody who uh let's say actually I want to go back to one thing you said about matching your your fitness with your goals yeah. Matching your nutrition with your goals. What do you tell somebody? I want to try to encompass as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're just kind of like a, they have like a normal life. They, they go to work, they have kids, maybe they're juggling all that. Um, what do you recommend as far as like honing in on, I don't like to use this word, but I will, what their goal should be uh, versus yeah. like maybe what it was when they were in high school. Yeah, I think I would just try to have them understand the importance of why exercising is important for your health. Um, 
So, you know, and, and developing those habits and how, how they can um, really benefit your life as well and improve your quality of life also. And kind of look at it as like, the, you know, these are skills that are important to know that you can use for the rest of your life. Um, so I would kind of use it as a teaching moment and express the importance of, um, you know, kind of learning, um, you know, why, why it's important to be active. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and then leading by example, which you obviously are, which is great. Uh, yeah, that's really good. I like that. Um, Mike, we're going to go really big picture now. We're going to okay. go, we're going to put you in front of a crowd at a, either a graduation ceremony, oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, a commencement at, you know, college graduation, or like, a, you're the keynote speaker at a corporation and you're talking about, you know, you can have fitness, health and fitness in there, but like go real big. Like what's your mm -hmm. motivational talk to them about life, how to get the most out of life, you know, mindset things, mm -hmm. um, what kind of motivational stuff would you, would you talk to them about? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I would, I would say focus on what you can control and give your best effort in that. Um, don't worry about things that are out of your control. Um, it's okay if you have failures or setbacks, but learn from them and continue moving forward. Um, failures, they don't define you. Uh, they're just opportunities to learn and grow from. And lastly, I would say that nobody's coming to save you or change your life for you except yourself. So believe in yourself, believe in your ability to create the life that you want and then take action and make it happen. Nice. I love that. I love that you started talking about failure because that's one thing that I think really defines someone who's going to achieve that pinnacle of success is like that person's probably failed more than anybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep I mean, going. you look at one of my favorite quotes is from uh, from Jordan, Michael Jordan. And it's, yeah. you know, I succeed because I failed. I don't know if that's verbatim, but, you know, I succeed because of how many times I failed. You're, you're speaking my language now. I mm -hmm. think I had that poster in my room uh, as a kid. And it was something like he talks about how many shots he's missed. Yeah. You know, I've missed this many thousands of shots. I think the number is like 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. Mm -hmm. uh, I've failed over and over. And that is why I succeed. Yeah. And then um, Thomas Edison, too, with uh, making the light, you know, he, I, he it took him 10,000 yeah. tries to do it. Crazy. But he said, they're not 10,000 failures. It's 10,000 opportunities to know what doesn't work. A hundred percent. So you get yeah. it. So exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. I love that message because, you know, it's not about getting it right. Even just the other day, my son was um, playing with uh, some Jenga blocks and he was like stacking them up and making like little, little houses, right. Out of these Jenga blocks. And then he wanted to have them act like dominoes and go down the side and it was like a really ambitious plan that he had and and they kept falling and they kept falling and they kept falling and I was, and he was getting really frustrated and so kind of the same I gave him your pep talk basically you know hey it it might fall 10 more times but mm -hmm. on the 11th time it's going to look fantastic it's going to look amazing and then people are going to see you and say oh my god how'd you do it i wish i could do that and you're going to know the secret that yeah it comes down to not giving up and and continue trying continue you know learn from the mistakes what what didn't work continue pushing forward until you know it, it works 
Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, Mike, I want to give you a chance to uh, let people know how to get in touch with you, like your website, social media, or if you have any programs coming up, anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my website's coachmikefitness.com. And then uh, my Instagram is at coachmikefitness. Nice. Easy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, everybody watching, this is Mike DiRocco. And Mike, I really want to thank you for, for joining me today on Health in the Real World. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit MyCoreBalance.com to learn more.